Alright, what is up you guys? Welcome back behind the Mask of Horror. I'm Sam. I'm Lena. And, and we, we get excited, excited about things, things that go bump in the night and, and the things, things hiding, hiding under our bed. bed. We're going to be jumping back into part 2 of Spooks of the 80s. Like we said last time, there was a lot to unpack. For sure. And, you know, this is our part 2 of our take on the best decade in horror. The 80s. The 80s were a wild one. The For eight, sure. The, the 80s horrors of like affected like generations of decades of horror movies yes the 80s was also known as the splatter decade because about 90 percent of horror movies were slashers besides Mm -hmm. the best known pictures and cult classics there was a lot of underrated slasher movies like sorority house massacre and slumber party massacre as well these movies aren't known to a lot of people but if you're a true horror fan, you will definitely know or have heard of them. Well, I definitely know. <laughs> um, Lena, as we said, is a fake fan. <laughs> I'm not a fake fan, I promise. <laughs> um, no, but actually, me, myself, just actually watched Sorority House Massacre just because I was, you know, researching a bunch of 80s horror movies. You know, you can't know every single movie in yeah. the horror genre, you know. That doesn't make you a fake fan. You know, we're, we're joking about this, <laughs> but... It was actually a really great movie. It it showed that trauma can really bring you into a warrior in a sense. You know, it was about a girl who kept having a nightmare about this guy coming to get her. She didn't know why she was having this dream. It turns out, plot twist, it's her brother. But in the Key. end, she actually becomes stronger because of it. And I think it's a really cool take on an 80s movie because back then you know horror movies like i said were a lot of slashers sometimes they didn't make a lot of sense but this was actually one of those movies that was like wait we're gonna make the killer and the final girl have a relation of some sorts you know it kind of brought you back to to halloween yeah and i feel like with those type of movies people kind of relate to it yes yes definitely i was i was like wow like a lot of people can relate to this and yeah it's not really well known but i think a lot of people should definitely tune into it so if you guys haven't seen it you guys should definitely check it out i um, will it's <laughs> it's on shutter you know shout out to shutter <laughs> yes we always we always live by shutter we always watch it and it's it's cheap it's 5.99 you know and you have every horror movie that, that you, you can think met. of yeah. yeah you know horror classics original monsters black and white silent films exactly vhs witches monsters everything that you could Mm -hmm. think of it's all on there so you know guys go check it out they also have um slumber party massacre as well which was another great movie but yeah those are those were really great movies yeah and like despite the reputation of like 80s horrors for like the cheesiness like these films changed the horror classics like horror genre had the opportunity to grow even more from like the first plot lines exciting characters and like cutting edge scenes where there were like all new aspects of movie making embraced by horror film makers and i feel like they don't get enough credit for that it's very true and a lot of times like people look down on it as we said like horror is like the bad boy like a taboo thing yes And especially in the 80s, like in the 80s, I, it seemed like almost every week and every weekend there was a new horror movie out. Yeah. Now, even though it was cheaply made, it was still appreciated in its time. But a lot of times the news and critics, they will look down on it. They were like, this is corrupting the youth. Yeah, this kind of bad. like a satanic panic. Like when like Marilyn Manson was around, it was just like a whole thing. Like 
oh like horror movies are associated with those kind of things but exactly in a sense it is connected but it doesn't mean that like people are gonna follow it yeah i mean there are some dumbasses like that but (laughs) yeah but you know true horror fans and people who actually just appreciate the movie for what it is and go in there for the scares are not gonna do anything like that yeah um also people and critics they thought like women weren't being respected in these movies but Mm -hmm. if they actually took the time to to see these movies and understand it and understand it you would see that both women and men were both you know being killed in these movies but the women were the ones who were outsmarting the killers and the women were the ones who were the the survivors so in a sense horror movies were paying homage to women and they actually respected them even though a lot of times you know it was a lot of nudity and a lot of you know um, sexual scenes yeah regardless of that sense there was always that one smart girl that was able mm-hmm. to defeat the the killer in a sense yeah there was always like a strong female lead and like before the 80s female characters in like horror movies rarely stood a chance against like the murderers the serial killers everything. exactly so they gave them like a chance to like Mm-hmm. be the final girl exactly yeah definitely the 80s were the time of the woman you know you had jamie lee curtis mm-hmm. starring in so many films terror train you know the halloween series yeah prom night you had heather landing camp you know i love her a queen she, you know from the nightmare and elm street films you know even the friday the 13 final girls the the second movie when jason finally comes into play you have the the final girl i forget her name but she outsmarted the outsmarted Jason in a sense. If you see the the final scene, and that one was was pretty great. You know, you don't really get recognized by those movies, but even in those, you know, campy movies, you can have a great final girl as well. And it also paved yeah. the way to movies like Your Next or Ready or Not mm-hmm. of today's world. Yeah. You know, those those are badass, uh, you know, women leads, mm-hmm. and that's that's great to see for sure. Yeah, and I feel like Tommy Lee Wallace was the first one to do it. Cause like, if you guys don't know who he is, he's known for his work due to like Rosa's editor and like production designer on Halloween, and Nightmare on Elm Street is another. Which this movie broke like the formality structure of slasher movies. Exactly, it really did. Yeah. You know, I think of Friday the Thirteenth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I think of Nightmare on Elm Street as like a really crazy movie because not only was Freddy Krueger a killer in real life, you know, he mm-hmm. was a child killer and yeah. ultimately the parents killed him and he came back to to get his revenge. He was like I'm not done. <laughs> yeah, no seriously, and it brought a sense of charm, you know, Robert England has this charm to him that is otherworldly, you know. He makes him a likable character, but then you're also scared. Yeah, it like makes him like scarier because he seems like a real person to the audience. And like it they gave Freddy some personality mm-hmm. through like jokes he made while killing people, which Exactly. You know, yeah. I'll never forget the joke, Welcome to Prime Time Bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best one. Um, I agree. You know, yeah, like you said, you know, he actually was able to talk. You know, these other killers like Michael Myers yeah. and, and Jason, they, they were silent. They're silent the whole time. And yeah. most, most horror movies and slashers, the killer is silent. Mm-hmm. And very rarely you have them speak and, you know, make jokes and taunt their, their prey in a sense. Yeah. But he does it, Chucky does it. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about Friday, I'm sorry, 
keep saying Friday the 13th. She loves Friday I'm, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> they oh love Friday the 13th. Oh my gosh. Um, of Nightmare on Elm Street is that he's in your dreams. It's not something that you can hide from because in a, you're going to fall asleep eventually. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you try, you're going to keep falling asleep. And the crazy thing is I remember as a kid, you know, you're afraid of the dark. Once you turn off the light, you're going to run over to your bed and, like, hide under your sheets. And you're yeah. thinking you're safe. You know, you're going to close the closet door because you think the monster's under there. <laughs> you're going to think that the monster's underneath yeah. your bed. But, no, the monster's in your dreams. And he's and he's going to come and get you. Yeah. But, and also I think the 80s were, like, very, like, influential. So, like, for example, the Lost Boys. It's, like, almost as influential as Bram Stokes' Dracula. Yeah, for sure. The Lost Boys was definitely a a great creature film Mm -hmm. in which, like, you know, it brought back a revival of vampires. You know, a lot of people before the 80s, they always thought of vampires just as, like, Dracula. Like, Mm -hmm. this demon of the night that seduces women. But no, these were, like, legitimate rock stars. And Yeah, the Lost Boys made, like, vampires, like, officially cool, I guess you could say. For sure, for sure. It, like, laid, like, a foundation for, like future like tv shows like buffy the vampire slayer mm-hmm. angel which is a really oh yeah good that's one. a really good one um interview with a vampire queen of the damned oh yeah for sure rp to the queen <laughs> you know and twilight out of, of all movies out of all movies <laughs> right we don't even consider twilight really like a horror film because it's yeah. not it's more like a drama but in a sense it has vampires it has that creature aspect to it yeah it depicted vampires in similar ways yeah you know it depicted like like we were saying the lost boys of that time was like a new generation yeah it showed like how people were in the 80s they were like these punk rock stars mm-hmm. you know and they were kind of like serial killers i don't know if you remember like watching yeah, the movies. yes they, they were known as serial killers people didn't think that they were vampires, vampires. they just yeah. thought it was like a group of serial killers going out to like kill all these people but in reality it's vampires mm-hmm. and the same thing like with twilight people thinking that it's like a a bear or a wolf that's killing these people or you know a killer that's on the loose yeah but, but it's reality, actually just it's just edward cullen it's robert <laughs> pattison in his best role <laughs> a little okay <laughs> right but yeah so that was another great thing about the the 80s and uh, another great thing is the the art behind it yeah so uh, now a lot of times movie posters they would just have like a computer editing they'll take pictures and just have the main cast up yeah which is like kind which of is kind of boring, boring. yeah i want to see like what it's all about if you look at my favorite <laughs> friday <laughs> the 13th, 13th. <laughs> <laughs> you know the original that was pretty cool like the way they had they had a few um posters i'm pretty sure you guys are familiar of the silhouette of a man um yeah. even though it's a woman but and then it has the the children and the well the teens in the background with the the lake and everything it kind of sets the tone there was also another one where there's like an axe going through a a pillow which was a pretty cool one. Oh yeah the best notable one is another favorite of mine nightmare on elm street where matthew john peake created i believe all five the original five movies or four movies of the nightmare on elm street posters and if you look at the first one, it's actually really scary. It's yeah, literally it Nancy hiding under her sheets. Like I said, it's a comfort. It's a mood. And it's Freddy coming down to get her. Like, no yeah. matter what, he's coming. You know? He's, like, insane. Yeah. I also saw one where, like, I forgot her name, but she was, like, laying in the bathtub. And his, like, hand is just, like, coming oh, out. Oh, it's, it's, it's Heather Lane Camp. It's, yeah, it's Nancy, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Which, that one I thought was really cool. That's a cool one. And it shows, like, it is kind of like a seductive thing to yeah. it. Like a man's hand crawling up from a bathroom. We don't support like, this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Like, obviously, it's, like, a cool imagery, but we don't, like, support anything, like, rude like that. Um, but it's still really cool how it's, like... You never know, like, where he is. Yeah. You're just chilling in your bathtub listening to your music. Mm-hmm. And there he but is. But she falls asleep in that, in that time, and she doesn't even realize. Half exactly. The time these kids don't even realize. There's some very notable kills in that movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at Johnny Depp. Yes. Who, that was, like, his first ever role. And now look at him and his success. You know, he's gone on to do great work. He yeah. gets killed by literally being sucked into the bed. And yes. then blood splattering out. Yes. That was, like, the most blood. Not even the the first girl, and that gets killed definitely got killed with a lot of blood, but nothing compared to Johnny Depp's character. Yeah, I like I was like researching and I saw where like that scene like there was like a malfunction and there wasn't supposed to be that much blood going everywhere. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I feel like I've heard of that too. So they didn't like anticipate all of that blood. It just mm-hmm. happened and they stuck with it. Yeah, sometimes practical effects go wrong, you know, like... And it's a good thing. Yeah, and it sometimes it ends up being a really great thing. Like, mm-hmm. we were saying in the last podcast, Tom Savini, yes. who does Friday the 13th films, one of his practical effects kind of went haywire when he... It's a practical effect when he shoots an arrow through Which Kevin movie? Bacon's um, throat. It's the, oh, it's okay. the original Friday the 13th. Okay. So there's an, uh, a spear that goes through the arrow, through the arrow, him through the <laughs> neck of, of Kevin Bacon, and there's supposed to be a pump that pumps out blood. Oh, yes, I remember, But the yeah. pump got jammed, so he's blowing blood through, the, through, his, through yeah. his mouth, through the pump, yeah. you know? And it's crazy. He, comes, he ends up coming out underneath the bed where he's <laughs> hiding to do this, and he's, like, covered all in blood, and the cast is like, hey, like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I got jammed. I had to do it myself. But it's it's a very memorable kill in it. And yeah. it looks great. It looks like it's like a lot of splatter. You know, as you would think what would happen. So it looks yeah. it looks authentic. Yeah. Even though there was a mistake behind it. But they still it's a happy mistake. Yeah. You know, what, what's that guy? Bob Ross is like little mistakes. Little happy, yes. happy yes. mistakes, right? <laughs> you know, so there's always, there's always good that comes from mistakes. Especially in... In horror movies. In horror movies, you know. There's, like... There should be also, like... I feel like not everything should be planned. Like, Like, obviously, like, have, like, a structure. But, like, if you just have, like, that creative, like, freedom and just let whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it turns out really great. Exactly. Like, that, what you were saying. Yeah. No, for sure. And definitely, a a lot of times, you know, these movies were very cheaply made. I know... I believe in the first Friday the 13th, they didn't even have a script. Yeah. Like a full script. They had mm-hmm. every day they came in, they had like a new revised script. And yeah. A new one. So it actually gives the actor some freedom, like, ooh, I don't know what's next. Like, yeah, they could like improvise see. some lines yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And they don't know what's next for the character and it makes it that much jaw dropping. You yeah. know? It's like movie series, like when like the finale is coming mm-hmm. and you always see those scenes where the yeah. cast is crying because the favorite character ends up dying. They yeah. never expected it. <laughs> it's something like that, and it's yeah. really great, you know. And and back to cheaply made movies, uh, you know, the success of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, you would think that they had all the the best budget in the world, but, but they, they didn't. didn't. They didn't. The the premiere was done in a small local movie theater. And the original cast had to sit on the floor because there was no more space. Yeah. 
you know so even that now look at it it's a cult classic after the first one the success they didn't even think it was gonna be this great big yeah thing. i remember reading that like they didn't like I anticipated think, yeah i think it was like a college student or am i thinking of a different movie a different movie um that's evil dead that was college student. yeah there you go evil for example evil dead it was just a college film yeah but now look at it yeah exactly and a lot of these movies, they didn't even have, like, a budget for wardrobe. Like, you know, now there's award shows for, you know, yeah. the best wardrobe and the best this and yeah. the best that. But they didn't even have that. They would go to, like, Salvation Army and just take whatever they had in their own closet. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had a budget for, like, socks or something. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, something, something crazy. crazy. Yeah. You know? But, you know, it was just a great time to be creative and a great time to just use your imagination and use right. what you have. Nowadays, you can't really do that, you know, but, but back then... Yeah, there's, then, like, people for everything, which is, like, great, like... Yeah, know? of course, but... But, I mean, I, I feel, feel like, like it's more, like, could. authentic. Yeah, I feel way. like you still could do something that's low budget. There are some great, you know, yeah. grad school films and, like, short films that people make. There's even one for Friday the 13th. There's a short film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For them. And, you know, people did it with a low budget, and that's great. And I feel like everyone should go out and make what they want mm-hmm. and use their favorite horror Despite movie Despite if you have yeah. a lot of money or not, you should still try to exactly. do it. Because you never know, like, the outcome of it. Of course. For sure, definitely. And, you know, back to some of the, some of, you know, horror movies being the bad boy mm-hmm. of the film industry. A lot of times in the 80s, I don't know if you guys know, but there was movies that were based on holidays. Yes. So there was one called My Bloody Valentine, which is actually one of my favorites as well. I'm just going to say all the 80s movies are my favorites because they're so good. (laughs) They are so good. You know, they're so underappreciated. But that movie, actually a behind the scenes fact, is when they were searching for a mind to shoot from because the killer is a minor yeah you know dressed up as a minor they go out they find a mine and the people who own it clean up the mind and they were like no we didn't want it cleaned we oh. want it dirty so they had to like go back and dirty it up like oh imagine like first off how do you even clean a mine you know yeah, like, you i was sweep? just gonna say like <laughs> you're you gonna s- be sweeping for for a long for time. years right because it's, like, constant dirt, no matter what. I guess maybe they, like, picked up, like, the equipment or yeah. something like that. But... but it's, like, it's more authentic when there's, like, you know, a Shit mess. everywhere, yeah. And especially in a horror film, you know. And that's that's a really, it's a really great one. And the special effects on that one is great. There's one where there's a pickaxe that goes right through the guy's throat. Oh, like, nice. from his, like, underneath his jaw. And it's just, it, it makes you wonder, like, how the hell did they make that happen, you know? Yeah. Because that's, like... Is the guy alive? Is this real? Did I, like, really see it? You know, there's yeah. a lot of great, you know, kills back then. And I feel like they used more, like, different tools. Like, nowadays, like, they use, like, guns and, yeah. you know, arrows that, like, that's easy. But, like, stuff through, like, the eye, through the face. It's like, yeah. how did they, were they able to do that? I did see, I don't know, again, I don't remember. I think it was Tom Savini, he did, like... A little like presentation on how he does it and he shows like with a knife like going through the arm the knife oh, seen that. Yes. actually like retreats back yeah retracts yeah to make it look like it's going through the skin mm-hmm. and like there's like a little like tube of blood that comes out with it which from like far away like i didn't like 
really see that. It, lo- it looks like a real knife. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they did that with like the pickaxe through the throat. Yeah, that would that would be something. Yeah. Yeah. And some a lot of times they make like a double chin. If that makes sense, like they oh, create like prosthetics. Another, yeah, they yeah. make another um chin so that it goes through that. But even then, like I'd be shook. What yeah. if you go way too hard or way too far? Exactly. Uh. And but I think though, like the tools that they use, like a pickaxe and a knife and stuff like that, it's all plastic. It's all yeah. like something that's not gonna hurt, even if you know it accidentally does do that. And there's a lot of stunt doubles and stuff. Um, but yeah, so back to you know those holiday films. There was a movie that actually got banded its first week, which was Silent Night, Deadly Night. Really? I didn't know it was banned. Yeah, it was banned because if you look at the poster, it's literally Santa Claus going down the chimney (laughs) with an axe. Oh, lovely. So, you know, women and... Not just women, but... Krampus in disguise. Yes, Krampus in disguise. (laughs) Um, And the parents of that time they were like um no we don't want our children to think that santa claus is a killer (laughs) but you know it wasn't santa claus that was a killer it wasn't like depicted like that it was really a a guy who was mentally unstable who was you know just dressed up as santa claus so that's why it was banned yeah it was banned because of of the parents yeah they they rioted (laughs) you serious no i'm so serious they they went to like movie theaters and they were like rioting saying like yo like do not pick that here's my unpopular opinion what are they gonna tell their kids when they when they find out Santa isn't real? Well, at least Santa ain't a killer. It's just he ain't real. He ain't real. It's true. First it's place. true. Well, you know, people have their beliefs and people have their like you know what they live by and yeah. Santa's supposed to be this jolly person, so to depict him chopping off people's heads is crazy. It's ridiculous. You know, there in the movie there's actually a scene where there's a kid going down, you know. When a person snowboards, but it's not an actual board, it's like a, a garbage oh, pail. Yeah, like, you yeah. know how they do that, like, you know. Sno- like snow tubing? Yeah, like snow tubing, but it was on like a garbage, like the head of the garbage yeah. pail, right? And they're going down the hill, and homie comes out and swings an axe, chops that's off beautiful. Head. That's beautiful. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, um, I guess I could see why it was banned, but it was banned because of the Santa costume. Like, come on, just get oh my over God. it, please. You know, sensitive. Just cutting. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, it was like they didn't. They didn't see why people liked horror movies. You know, they yeah, they I didn't understand and didn't appreciate it. But for those like, there was a lot of interviews with people from back then. They were like, "Oh, do you think this would like um, indict people to live out these movies?" And a lot of people, even men, they were like, "No, this is all." this is just a movie like why would anyone yeah. do that there are some people who do and we'll we will talk about this next episode about horror movies based on true crime events or like true crime events based off of horror movies because mm-hmm. i believe i forgot their names but it was based off the slasher oh yeah was it sla- no i'm sorry i'm thinking of scream Oh, you're saying oh. it's called Slasher. The Scream movie. Yeah, yeah the Scream movies. Well, if it was like two of them. They were like making like YouTube videos about it. Yeah. Yeah. Even Wes Craven, who made Scream and who made um, Nightmare on Elm Street, he got all of. Most of his movies are based on like real life events. Like yeah. he was saying, I saw a, a documentary series where he was saying that Freddy Krueger actually came. From two things. It, he saw like two different stories in the news that two people died in their sleep. Now, there was nothing physically wrong with them, 
but they died in their sleep and one kid went on record saying that like he didn't want to sleep that someone was in his dream and was going to get him and was going to kill him just like freddie but and even his father the kid's father was a physician you know a doctor Mm -hmm. and was like no it's okay we just got to get you to sleep he was it turns out he wasn't even taking the pills to make him go to sleep he had a coffee machine in his closet so that he would keep drinking coffee to keep him up. I think he stayed awake for, I think, like five days straight. Five days? No five days straight, way. and he finally went to sleep. And that same day, he died. The parents heard him scream, heard saw him moving, and all of a sudden, he just lifeless. Wait, but did they find, like, any blood? Like, what happened? Like, no, he just, like, there was nothing physically wrong. Oh, my so God. So it's like he legitimately died in his dream and then the way he got the look of freddy cougar i think he was saying that he remembers as a boy he was like scared one night and he looked out his window and there was someone outside with a fedora hat like just like you know (laughs) so that image always made him think of that and then with the sweater he thought of he actually googled what are the two colors that are like unnerving to the human eye when they're put together Mm -hmm. and it's red and green I didn't. I do get red because red is like the the color like that like blood, stands yeah. out most to people. So like mm-hmm. if you're in a room of like everyone wearing different colors and you have red on, you're yeah, easily spotted. So I get the red part, but green. Yeah. I don't but know those that. two put together, I think it's oh, like yeah, when they're matched true. together, it's like unnerving to the eye. So it's like he, you mm-hmm. know, he's such a creative genius, and you know, rest in peace to him. You know, he yeah. passed away a few years ago, but unfortunately, he, he was a genius, and he really appreciated his cast. You know, mm-hmm. when Heather Lanningham first auditioned, he loved her off the bat, and he usually in you know Who the Hollywood, love her? right? Usually in the Hollywood um industry, they would like contact your agent. Yeah. But in this case, he went up to her and was like, hey, I want you for Nancy. Like, he went up to her. And that's, like, almost never heard of. So he was he was just that guy that just took all his effort and, and all his creativity into these movies. Did he just, like, go up to her, in, like, in the street? Or? No, no. Like, she auditioned. Oh, and But after he the was audition, like, okay. usually, like, they would say, like, okay, like, we'll contact your, your agents agent. and stuff like that. But he went up to her and was like... Yeah, no, you got the role. Like, yeah, you got the role. Like we, we need you for Nancy, and we That's love you. Awesome. Even even for the third movie, like he was like, I want to do this, but I don't want to do this if you're not a part of it. Period. And she was like, of course, because people feel so connected to him. People yeah. loved him. You know, even Nev Campbell from Scream. You know, we're gonna definitely talk about Scream, mm-hmm. but you know, this is the eighties. But even those movies, like he spawned two great fan franchises yeah. that sparked a nation. You know, Freddy Krueger is is lived on you know even to today's yeah uh, you know people just know it you know you hear people in the street one two phrase you know people yeah people know about it and <laughs> yeah. to this day now even there was a scream remake you know mm-hmm. he is still being lived on even though he's not with us but people still keep his legacy alive and i think that's Which is really great. great yeah yeah i think it's it's really good to to do that But yeah, so it was, you know, like we said before, the 80s was very monumental and it was very inventing. It it was a new beginning for the horror genre and people just need to talk about it more. You know, there's... It's very there's, underrated. Very underrated and there's there's so much to love about it. Not only are there slasher films, but there's creature films. There's a movie called Pumpkinhead. Yeah. That movie is actually really scary. I remember watching that. I think I watched that when I was like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. I think that was when I was really getting into my, my zone of like, okay, I want to watch horror movies. And 
if you guys have cable amc has like the whole month of october just replays of different horror movies yeah and that one came on and it's so sick the look of the pumpkin head and the way that he like kills people is just like so sick he's (laughs) almost like what aliens would look like yeah but just down on earth and like kind of different looking but you know like it's it's kind of like the same effect to it Mm -hmm. you know yeah and like especially like during the 80s like they really put like some crazy stuff like in the movie so like some fun facts um future Credit Google actor Robert England mm-hmm. yeah um worked on the Halloween set he like oh, wow. originally was hired for like a one day to like spread like fake leaves on the set in order to hide the fact that it was filmed in Pasadena <laughs> yeah they looked, when, yeah <laughs> when it was supposed to be filmed in like the Midwest in October mm-hmm. like I think it's supposed to be like Illinois or something like that yeah. but it's like really filmed in California so it's like <laughs> which was on. crazy um I think you can actually see palm trees in like yeah. the back of few of the of a few of the scenes, which you is can. like pretty funny. I'm like, <laughs> that's the eighties for you, <laughs> right? Well, that was nineteen seventy eight, but still like close enough, close enough. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes you had to work with what, what you, you were got. given. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And What's like now, like you have like enough like budget to like go to the actual places. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's crazy how much film the film industry has evolved. Yeah. You know, back then they didn't have like good cameras and good effects. Mm-hmm. They didn't even really have a green screen. Like, and if they yeah. did, it was just really bad. And editing. like the editing softwares weren't up yeah. to date as it is now. Definitely. So it really came a long way. Mm-hmm. I always mention like the Children of the Corn yes. movie. That ending scene where there's like a fire and like a kind of like a bomb kind of going off. Yeah in the ends and it's just so bad the green screen looks horrible <laughs> it's so bad yeah but the rest of the movie is great you know i love i love that movie so much it's so good yeah and as what sam was saying about johnny depp um his death scene in nightmare of elm street was literally a bloodbath um the sequence was the sequence from was craven's 1984 hit was shot on a set that rotates 360 degrees yeah to create the effect of like blood erupting from Glenn's bed but you know heart like the horror movies like are classics for a good reason yeah know? yeah no that definitely that scene is like something crazy mm-hmm. I love that they were able to like re- rotate it 360 I think it's, it's like really cool there's actually a scene that they cut out from that movie where it's like Glenn's mom finds him mm-hmm. which is like would have been pretty cool just to see it yeah but, you know, they didn't really show a lot of, like, the parents in the movie because, like, the parents, even Nancy's parents, are kind of absent. Yeah. You know, her father doesn't really believe her and he's a sheriff and it's he has a divorce from the mom and the mom's a drunk, you know, and she's not paying attention to anything. So I'm glad that they did take it out, but it would have been crazy to see. It would have been. It would have been like, oh, damn. That, like, it would have made it sad. Her. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, damn, <laughs> she's going through a hard time. She can't even see her son. Like, where is he? Inside the bed, literally. Um, And then... As I was saying in the last episode with Poltergeist, real human skeletons were used at the ending of Poltergeist. In the, I believe the final act where Joe Beth Williams' character is in like their like swimming pool and she gets attacked. It was purchased by, from, well not by, from a medical supply company. I was trying to find what company this was because who the hell? Honestly. These people weren't donating their bodies for science for 
to be disrespected like that in Poltergeist. <laughs> like, what the no, hell is going it's on? True. But I mean, you know, the company got money in the end, so. I guess. Like, I guess they were. There was cool a lot of skeletons. It. Yeah, no. So, that's, I was. Just... That's definitely creepy, for sure. Yeah, because, like, when I watched Poltergeist for the first time, like, I didn't know that until, like, a couple years ago, and I was like, that's sick. Yeah. In a good and bad way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, that movie is definitely, like, very, very creepy, and, you know, again, another 80s, another <laughs> 80s classic, and that was, like, one of the ones I said that was, like, kind of, like, a curse film. Yeah, you know, that's was... why it was, they say it's a curse film, because they use, like, real skeletons. Yeah, and I think other stuff, like, happened in the, like, while shooting yeah. and stuff, that, that scene where the, the clown wraps his arm around the kid's yes. neck, that's crazy. I think, I don't know if I, like, I'm, like, making this up or not, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that the like the clown thing like got stuck around his neck oh shoot really and i think that was like his like actual reaction oh my gosh yeah a lot of these a lot of these movies even today you know sometimes there's things that malfunction and you know sometimes people can get hurt that's why there's a lot more stunt actors before a lot of people would do their own scenes because Mm -hmm. they couldn't afford a stunt actor you know they could only afford who was there you know and it's hard to find like another person that looks like the person that you mm-hmm. you have as the main character so but damn that's crazy yeah and then, he's fine <laughs> i know yeah. right poor kid but i i don't know when draws came out like the original draws it was in the 70s i think 74 around that time because i did see um one of the guys like it was like under like lunch break and he put his head inside jaw's mouth and he got stuck oh he's an idiot yeah like malfunctioning he couldn't get out Oh no! I'm like, Absolutely what is not. wrong with you? You People might as well are... just put your head in a real shark, <laughs> right? If you're gonna, if you want to be that dumb, right. no, that's horrible. That's that's so stupid. <laughs> These people, right? Like it was supposed think... to be like a prank, but yeah. jokes on him, right? Jokes on him. That's so dumb. Oh my gosh! And then like the last like fun. F- well, I guess it wouldn't be like a fun fact. I just find it like really interesting. Mm-hmm. Is um the Jesus web scene from Hellraiser? Oh like, yeah, that shit. So, Jesus Web is, like, perhaps, like, the most, like, well-known um, for being the shortest verse in the King James Version of the Christian Bible. Mm-hmm. And basically, to be specific, it, like, refers to Jesus' reaction to the Lazarus family and their grief at the death of their family member. But the phrase is also used in British and Irish dialects as an expression of um, exasperation. Mm-hmm. And mostly used like sarcastically yeah so i found it interesting and like the context of the scene it could be that the phrase is used as a way to mock christy's horror and grief over her father yeah that's true you know and it can also be seen as sort of a dark comedic line as if frank is basically saying something like oh bother just before he's literally ripped to pieces yeah literal shreds yeah which i like find so interesting behind all of that Mm -hmm. because i didn't know that yeah, no, there was there was a lot of great lines in Hellraiser yeah. um, when he says, I'll tear your soul apart. Yeah. That's, like, such <laughs> a great one. Or I think he even says, um, like, to save your tears or something. Yeah. And, you know, do you know that the real monster is not supposed to be Hellraiser? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the two main characters, the girl and the, and the guy. Yeah. And I like that, like, you know, obviously it goes on to saying that, you know, everyone thinks that Hellraiser is the actual monster, but he's really almost like the judge. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, look, you're given a choice. If you do this, 
then you're, you know, basically damning yourself. And they end up doing it. They end up doing these unspeakable acts and they, they end up being like the worst of the worst kind of people, you know. And Hellraiser is just there just making his judgments. Yeah. You know. But the only Hellraiser I like is the first one. Yeah. The rest of them, they kind of lose me. I know a lot of people think like, I think it's like the first, second, and third they like, but then after that, it just kind of went away. Yeah. You know, it's hard to make, consistently make, you know, a huge franchise and have people like it. You know, after like the third one, it kind of dies down. Yeah. Unlike Halloween, where like, even though like there's so many of them, they're still really interesting. They're different Mm -hmm. plot lines. Different plot lines, yeah. Different time periods. Mm -hmm. It's true. And not everyone like you know likes it and mm-hmm. for the most part they don't like it because michael myers mask keeps getting messed up because yeah it keeps changing they keep changing it because they don't realize like they don't remember how they made it in the first place so like mm-hmm. it just looks bad that's really pretty yeah. much the most the, the biggest reason why a lot of people hate it but yeah no, there's there's even you know friday the 13th there's so many of these movies there's 12 movies you yeah. know and there's different scenarios in each one. There's mm-hmm. the part where he goes to space, which is ridiculous. Which I was like, what the fuck? Honestly, it's bad, but good Wait, at the same time. did you like time. it, though? I didn't at first, but then I did. It grew on you. It grew on me because there's, like, a scene where he's, he puts this girl's head in, like, this freezing cold water. It's, like, bio-freeze water. Yeah. And she comes out, like, all frosted. And then she's already dead. He cracks her skull onto the table afterwards i think that's like so freaking crazy <laughs> and it's like one of his best kills but i think yeah. it was cool just because like it's not something that you're like oh yeah that one that one you gotta go see it for sure yeah it's like something that you watch just to have mm-hmm. a good time watching it and that's the, the glory of of horror movies yeah. sometimes you just watch it just to to watch you know yeah. you like it like i'm gonna call myself out i love the fear street movies i watch them like all the time like, I know, you bad. said you watched them, like, at least a good six times, yeah. maybe more. No, they're really good. I don't, like, there's something about it. It kind of pays homage to, like, every genre. It has, like, a scream aspect to it. Then it has... It can't be. It ha- yeah, well, scream has, like, the first one's, like, kind of, like, screamy. Like, mm-hmm. a guy behind a mask and, like, a, a, a skeleton mask. And then there's the second one with him back in like the woods and it kind of gives you a jason vibe and then they go even further back in time to like the puritan era where it gives you like yeah Yeah. and it gives you like a witch like the movie witch Mm -hmm. vibe so like i think that's pretty cool that it kind of was able to have all these genres in one like in a trilogy movie and i think they're making like another one another trilogy which is great because the ending of those like it kind of left it open to that fact oh it was like a cliffhanger in a way yeah it was it was really good like that i love that i'm like excited i want to see more i hope they make it it soon this has nothing to do with horror but euphoria i'm pissed it's not coming out until 2024 No, okay, yes. Cliffhangers <laughs> are bad in the sense of that. Yeah. But, like... I like you, it, like, gives you an edge, but, like, I start yeah. to, like, lose interest. Well, if it takes too long. Yeah. yeah. If it if takes it's too like long a to year, come out, like, then it's fine. Yeah. yeah. But, but four years? No, we're not doing that, sis. No, it's not four years. For what? Euphoria? Oh, no, I'm just exaggerating. Oh, oh I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> These people are not going to like kids anymore. They're going to like, it feels like adults, four years, right? but... But, um, but yeah, but you know, full circle right back to, to horror movies. <laughs> I know we like went off a tangent, but you know, that's, that's the glory of a podcast. You know, yeah. you get to, to speak your mind and get to go off tangent and it's, and it's great. 
you know, I really do enjoy, like, just having a good time talking about stuff that we love. Exactly. You know? But, you know, some some of the other great horror films and, and great practical effects, there's a movie called Basket Case. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people may not know what this movie is. I am one of those people. <laughs> because it's, like, so cheesy. It's basically about, like, a con- two twins, they're conjointed twins, mm-hmm. but one gets cut off. Oh. And now, like by accident or like on purpose? Well, they did like the the doctors did it against their will, basically oh, okay. against the, the twins' will, like it's the twins' decision, mm-hmm. you know. And now the conjointed one, the one that was taken off, he enacts like revenge, and it's set in actually New York, but this is like Times Square, New York, when it was like not the touristy attraction that we know of it today. It's back when it had, you know, it, you know, like the horse carriages and like stuff like that kind of. No, it it was um, like when there was like a lot of drug addicts. You know, oh, Times okay. Square was like known for a lot of drug addicts and known yeah. for like you know prostitute areas and it was known for being a bad area. It wasn't the touristy attraction it was mm-hmm. today. So that's when that's like one of the last movies you kind of see that grimy look of. Of, of Times Square and it's, it's crazy because the look of the character Belial that's his name Belial is so creepy he looks like so disformed but he be killing people and he has Left no legs right. he has no legs Good for so him. he's just moving around so it's great to see like how they make these effects like how it's basically like a puppet it's a, Wait, a so stop motion so how does he move like he just like crawls on the floor or like yeah he like kind of okay. moves his body but it's not like he's walking so it's like and he's literally in a basket like his brother carries him around in a basket so it's like wait that's kind of cute it's not really like, <laughs> if, I want you to google this man no like the thought of it like yeah. his like twins just like helping him out is cute not like yeah Corona. there's some weird scenes <laughs> in that movie and they ended up making multiple movies like I think there's three of them oh which is like damn I mean they get worse as you go on and you know as they're expected. not as appreciated but people do remember Basket Case for being like a really creepy one and you, you know what, you, what another one is that it's like it's almost like stop motion reanimator if you've ever seen reanimator it's a really good movie it's almost like frankenstein but reverse mm-hmm. you know it's about a mad mm-hmm. scientist trying to revive this dead body but he ends up at first only reviving the head mm-hmm. so it's literally a talking head nice but it's like kind of like it's not really zombie because yeah. it's not you know like you know what i'm saying like yeah it, it's not like it can't speak but it speaks you know, and it's 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 a That's crazy. It's, it's a pretty crazy look, and it's and it's really cool. They even I think had the bride of the reanimator, I believe, and I think that's pretty cool because it, it gives you like I said like a Frankenstein kind yeah. of feel, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and I think even the body ends up coming back like reanimating as well. But then there's it's like a body without a head and it's like running <laughs> around headless person. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty cool look. Another great look is from Return of the Living Dead, the Tar Man. Yes. Oh, he looks so dope. Oh, my I God. Agree. I I love it. You know, these zombie looks, you know, back then, they're not like how they looked mm-hmm. in today's world. You know, we're going to definitely talk more about zombies and everything. But back then, they had blue zombies, like literally blue-faced <laughs> zombies, which was pretty cool. And they had... You know, some some zombies... Was it Return of the Living Dead? I think it was. Or Day of the Dead. It's one of the two where 
they are walking almost like as if they have a memory. Mm-hmm. So they're still doing their everyday things like they're walking to school, walking to the mall, you know, but they're still dead. But it's it shows yeah. like how they had kind of still like a sense of memory, like mm-hmm. muscle memory, which I think is cool. Nowadays, obviously, they don't. They're just mindlessly killing, which is also really cool. But I love how those movies really paved the way for like great, great yeah. movies like World War Z, um, Train to Busan. Um, Even, the show Black Summer. Oh yeah, Black Summer is so a good. great one. I don't like it because they're running. Why are they zombies? Why running? are they fast? They're sprinting. She's a runner. She's a drag star. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's crazy. Like I, I think I said it in the first episode. They're fucking Usain Bolt over here. Yeah, exactly. They're all running for the Olympics. <laughs> It's true. Even even like Walking Dead, I feel like they're walking, but I feel like they're, they're speed running. walking. They're speed. No, not running, but they're. Speed I never walking. seen this, so I'm just like talking out of my ass. <laughs> no, actually, Walking Dead is actually really good. I do like it. It's too long for me. Oh, the series, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I tried it. I haven't seen every single episode. I think I stopped at like season seven. I think they're on like How ten now. How many seasons now. are there? I think they're on ten, I think. Oh no. And I think they're making a spinoff, but there's also another spinoff called Fear the Walking Dead. And yeah, there's I another did hear one. That. There's another the, the Fear the Walking Dead is really good too. And they have another one called Beyond the The Walking Dead, something like that. And it's with like younger, younger kids. And that one's on Shutter. I actually worked, watched the first season, and it was pretty good. Like, the first episode was, like, insane. I was like, what? <laughs> but I haven't seen the second season. I need to go back and watch it. But that one's that one's a pretty cool one. I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to, like, force you to watch this. I just can't, like, sit there and be interested for 10 seasons. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, you get connected with the characters. I know, it's even really then, good. I just, like, start... At that... At, like, season five, that's when I started skipping through the episodes. <laughs> You can't do that. <laughs> I do it all the time. No. No, but... And I have to get you to watch all these movies I'm talking about. I know. Because she's like, I don't I don't know these I'm just like you guys movies. at this point, like, learning. Right. I'm like... Movies. I'm like the wizard and, like, the the professor of these horror movies and stuff. And I'm just, like, the student. I'm just like, uh-huh. I'm taking right. notes. But it's good, though. I feel like we do, like, have a good back and forth. You know, you say a lot of things that I yeah. may not know, and you, and I say things that you may not know. We learn, and I think this podcast is just about, like, having fun and yeah. learning, in a sense. You know, getting the word out there. We're trying to get more horror fans into Yeah, and I feel existence. like we both like different types of horrors like i yeah. love the paranormal like witchy stuff you mm-hmm. like like the slasher exactly candy. which is why she may not know some of the movies that i'm yeah. saying because these are the movies i love while she loves like you said the paranormal the witchy mm-hmm. you know those those are some movies that i may not even know like i don't watch a lot of paranormal i'm, I'm there for the killer and i'm yeah. there for the slasher you know, so, you know, when we get into those movies, when we have, like, a whole segment on witches or a whole segment on paranormal stuff, mm-hmm. I may be like, wow, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to go out and watch these. But I'll do my homework in a sense. I'll try and watch, like, a yeah, couple like, of Yeah, like, I can, like, look up, like, a little bit on that, but... Yeah. You know, Google's our friend. Netflix is our friend. All these other places, mm-hmm. you know, they do help us, you know, get more information besides, like, our own thoughts and our unpopular opinions sometimes. Yeah. You know, but we we do love the genre. We, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're excited about this podcast. It's gonna be great. Is 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 perfect. You know, and but you know, back to the eighties <laughs> again with us like we just going sidetracked off. off. <laughs> yeah, but it's great though. It, it's a it's a natural conversation. I do love that. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, there was another movie that I wanted to mention: Pet Cemetery. Yes. We both watched oh. this. 
We're not fake fans I have on that sense. <laughs> oh, you do? I do. I You know what I have? I have Salem's Lot mm-hmm. by Stephen King. I haven't finished reading it, but they're making actually, I think, an HBO series on it. Really? Yeah, I'm Ooh. excited for it. I'm really excited for it. But Pet Cemetery is really good. I didn't see the renewal, but I've watched the original. Yeah, I haven't seen the new one either. Yeah, I like I've heard mixed reviews, but I, I heard think, it was like good, but also not that. Yeah, great. I might like just seek it out just to see how it compares. Yeah. Nothing beats the original. Of course, and you know you'll always hear that nothing beats the original, but I think that movie's like really really good mm-hmm. and. There's, like, a scene where, you know, Gage, the little baby, where, you know, they have to kill him. Like, obviously, the father doesn't want to kill him because, you know, that's his son, and he tried to, you know, get him back. But he literally, you know, he injects him with the poison. And you would think, like, a regular killer would be, like, trying to fight off of it Mm. and everything. But he goes, no fear. And then he walks away. That guy is so cute. Right? It's like, it's such a cute little thing. I'm like, oh. He said, not fair. Yeah, he's like, no fair. Look at me over here almost crying now. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. But yeah. But yeah, so this is the end of Spooks of the 80s. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for part two. Um, There was a lot to unpack and truly never get a time period like this. Um, once again, this is an ad for Anchor, so shout out to Anchor for being an amazing platform and, like, easy to use and Very just accessible. makes everything easy. Yeah, you know, like we were saying before, this is us just wanting to talk about something that we love and something bring it out into the world. Something that we're passionate about, yeah. Yeah, and at first we didn't know about this, and I heard about Anchor through an ad for Anchor, which is why we're making this ad for, for Anchor. Anchor. Yeah. You know, just to spread the word and to shout them out. They really make it very easy to use, and it's great. I really do love our time with the app, and it's, you know, it's accessible. So we love it. Yeah. You know, and like we said, this was just our little take, a two-parter of the 80s. You know, we'll probably have other, you know, thoughts and stuff like yeah. that about it. But, you know, this was just a, a little sneak peek into how we feel about it. Just some fun facts and behind the scenes stuff. You know, you can never not talk about, mm-hmm. you know, every single thing about the 80s. It was 10, it was 10 years. It's a whole decade. You know, yeah, you're not going to get through everything. Yeah, we'd you know, be we, here forever. <laughs> we'd be here all night, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, you know, it's it's great just to speak about some of the things that we love. And, you know, we're teaching each other different things and mm-hmm. we're learning. And we really appreciate you guys. We really think that this is something that can you know be big and we hope that we reach out to a, a yeah. great group of people that feel the same way about horror that we do and we could have like a little like horror community we'll exactly. all get together like talk to each other exactly really cool yeah and if and if you guys ever want us to speak on things you know hit us up we have our instagram mm-hmm. and we also have you know these platforms we're on on spotify so and apple podcast and apple podcast yeah you know check us out everywhere you know just spread the word and and we appreciate all the support for sure yeah and until then our next podcast is um so we're going to be talking about horror movies based on true crime and the case that we decided to talk about is from the movie silence of the lambs Ooh, that's a good one that's which a... it talks about ted bundy and um ed gein yeah so it should be really interesting yeah definitely that's a that's a really big cult classic and i can't wait yeah. to dive into it next week um but until then it was great guys Be afraid, they're here.